comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm live from Ben's new house. <laughs> um, we're doing an in-person I live from one. Ben's new house. Uh, yeah, I'm Travis Scott, and this is Ben's new house, and you can probably hear some pretty horrible, like, echoey shit. Yeah, we're we're in my rather bare office. Uh, computers sitting in the corner, not set up because we literally got all our furniture in here yesterday. Uh, and I don't have a desk yet. Yeah. So this is an experience, but, uh, we're going to do a podcast anyway because we can, <laughs> uh, especially because Ben doesn't have internet right now. That's correct. <laughs> you might even hear the NBN modem ticking in the background <laughs> as it tries to fire up the, the um, fucking node. Um. Yeah. Thanks for that, NBN. Wait till but Friday. you know what? It doesn't stop us from having fun and having a good old chat. So we're going to play a little bit of ramped up click pitch, which is a game where we each have a random word generator. No Discord bot because Trevor forgot to turn it on before he left ha- left the house before. But- good job, Trevor. Yep, that's okay. We're recording and everything's going well there. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> words of assurance to himself as he looks at the the, uh, the recording device. Looks at the recording device. So we have a, a random word generator in front of us, a adjective and a noun on very average complexity. <laughs> and then on the count of three, two, one, click. We're going to each get a word and throw it at each other and... Do the do the stuff. Do the thing. Make a game. We're going to make video games. Well, make. We're going to talk about what a video game could be. We're not going to literally make it. Yeah, a video game could be a digital. Now explain. Thing. Explain digital to me, Trevor. I'm not <laughs> um, sure. About ones this word. and zeros. Okay, so it's a game all made of ones and zeros. <laughs> all right, tell me your phrase. My phrase is wounded yen. Yen. Okay. Mine is pastiest islander. So, so when I saw my phrase, I went to some sort of person stuck on an island who really cannot handle the sun. Hmm. Yes. So I'm I'm picturing desert island. Yeah. Well, are you are you picturing the classic like? Cartoon desert island with the single palm tree, or are you thinking like lost desert island? Where- lost deserted island. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a little bit lush. Potentially things on there. Maybe one of your characters is, is, is wounded and you find yen, which I believe is Japanese currency. So you right. know that at some stage the Someone, Japanese were here. Okay. Like- okay. That's an interesting little hook. Yeah, okay. So you find yourself on in the middle of the island. In the middle of the right. Pacific because of that that works well that with is, Hawaii and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um so I think I think having the sun play a part then mm. um whether it's that the creatures on this island come out in the sun or afraid well, I think come out in the sun then because if we're going with with pastiest, I guess who's who's pasty in this situation because they don't get any sunlight. Um, well, it also goes well with the fact that you know quite often uh, the Japanese are their their um, 
their flag is known, I think, as the rising right, sun. The rising the sun, sun mm, which works well with what we're actually Ooh, talking that about. That could be here, cool. Like, we could like make up and not to hopefully offend any actual like people with the Japanese history, but like make up some faux Japanese mythology, perhaps, of the sun and certain creatures that, you know, mythological creatures. Well, I'm um, thinking that the reason why um, the the what's, what's happening on this island is basically uh, there were some Japanese pilots who crashed on yep, the island. Yep. And they've basically they've bunkered themselves down for for years, you know. Just to, just so happens that they um there happen to be quite a few of them, all that sort of stuff. But they don't want to go at it because they know what's actually out there on this island. Mm. And it's one of those things of oh, you've been out, you've been out in the sun, you've been out on the beach, you've been out, yeah. And then it's that whole that whole idea of. You know, one of your one of your characters is <laughs> for the train. I think so. <laughs> we never window open because it's a bit warm up here, but maybe we're not going to be able to do that when recording in future. It's fun. Yeah. Oh well, we do have the train station <laughs> within within view. Yeah, within view, but it's still it's you still know, pretty it, far away. It's almost a kilometer away. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think one of your one of your characters is is wounded. Mm. And therefore, you know, they're looking for supplies. They come across this bunker sort of thing and they, they find, you know, yen. They find like an old Japanese flag. They find maybe a wing of the plane. Yeah. I think definitely that classic kind of finding the previous survivors and whether there's anyone still there or not. Maybe there's like one person who survived this time, but you don't see them right away. You see just the remains. Of where they were living. And, and his name is Herman Toothrot. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we've snuck in another sequel here. It's actually a Monkey Island game. Um, but it just turns out that he came through in a rift. So, it's not actually the same world. It is actually <laughs> right. somewhat Earth. But something else also came through the rift. And that's why we've got these alien-y sort of things on this right. island. But it turns out they're just LeChuck- Who's been split up into spiritual? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know. I, I love this idea of this island that you don't know what's going on. Like, well, I, I, yeah, I, I you know, and the, there's a lot of games that have done the island thing, but I think specifically having the day-night cycle and having that really actually affect the gameplay, kind of like a dying light situation in a way, um, where in that you know. In that game, of course, at night, the creatures got stronger or whatever, or the stronger ones came out. But I think it could be quite chilling, actually, and quite interesting that, no, it's in the absolute brightness of the noonday sun that these creatures are the most powerful. And if you have ventured down to the beach and you see this, just I'm just sort of picturing a, like, dark, lumbering beast of some sort... You should be shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to make them less frightening at night, they're neon at light at, at night. So basically, right? Oh, they're like phosphorescent. They yeah. they take in all that sun energy during the day, which makes them powerful. But then during the night, it's all shedding from them, and it's sort of their their rest cycle. But they're yeah, incredibly easy to spot. Well, that could be cool because then then you could be like. Not necessarily hunting them, although you could be hunting them maybe later in the game, but 
perhaps they like hoard stuff. Like if you want to get supplies, if you want to get the good shit, then you need to go towards the light, go towards these, you know, shining neon <laughs> creatures. I'm just imagining this, this massive disco sort of thing going on. Like <laughs> they've got this mirror ball. <laughs> there's, mirror, there's mirrors. Yeah. Well, maybe that's almost how you <laughs> how you see them they're coming. Just, they're just going for a rave, you know. They've got they've got the glow sticks. It's just their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like I love the idea of like you set up mirrors to to reflect their light to tell when they're coming in the night. But mm-hmm. all you, yeah, all you had for some reason was like mirror ball mirror. <laughs> so it just like shines this scattered light. Oh my disco god! Disco light across the whole island. There's just something about like as your plane is crashing at the start because I think you you you're coming down from a from a plane crash just a a light aircraft you yeah, know maybe do a bit of a the forest kind of yeah. deal sort of um, that vibe but I think a little bit more scripted from the point of view of you know there there are set pieces that are going to happen throughout different days and all that sort of stuff like I don't think you need to have you know a day night cycle that you know no matter what, it's always going to get tonight at 20 minutes after after this happens and all this sort of stuff. I think you can actually have it a little bit scripted it's so that you can- more narrative than, more narrative. than just system-based. Um, so, at the state, you've kind of been led down a path, but then it opens up a little bit more that, you know, you get to an, get to an area and you can actually explore over here. You well, can maybe it can be a bit more about you can visit different areas of the island or something and it's the travel time that, like- Actually, makes time pass very much like Deathloop. Yes, how exactly. when you travel yes, to but a then different when area, you're in like- a place, essentially time isn't passing. Um, yep. So it's more about how you strategize getting around the island. Yeah, and or then where to spend your day. Y- you can spend a little bit more time going. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's late at night. I'm now gonna search the bunker. I know that. Yeah. I know that I can tell the second that one of these neon creatures are coming up. You know, it's not during the it's not during the blistering sun when <laughs> when they're That's they're, they're strongest. Yeah, well, look, I, I mean, Deathloop's probably actually a good, uh, like good to steal those sort of mechanics from. I don't know if you necessarily do those very specific times of day that Deathloop had, but more like, yeah, it takes five hours to get from the beach to you know. The the top of the mountain, big alien head or whatever that we found, you know, like just landmarks. Um, and so when you you might spend, it might be that it's two p.m. when you get to a place, or it might be that it's you know ten p.m. And then you essentially do a, a run as such, or you you you've got you can do as much as you want at ten p.m. in that area. Yeah. Before moving on. Yeah. But you know the risks. You know that, oh, if I'm going there at 2 p.m. and it's a, it's not like, and there's, oh, there's that clearing, there's that mountaintop, like that's where the beasts are going to be strongest or most likely to be. Whereas if you're at night, it's like, oh no, they're going to, they've gone into the forest and you're looking for like the beams of neon light that are, that are showing off their position. <laughs> I, just, I just like all their attacks are actually light based. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that. You know, during the day, the bright, blinding white lights basically is how they just literally flashbang you. They kind you. of, like, focus it on you or something. They flashbang you because they can just literally reflect that that uh, white sunlight. Whereas in the moon, all they've got is, like, their, fo- their phosphorescence. So, that's nowhere near as strong. 
So the yeah. uh, the idea is that they're always the same strength level, but it's just whether like you can't be looking at them because they're just literally shining these bright light directly into your eyes, and therefore you. That's interesting. A, a creature that at certain times is not even intended for you to be able to fight it because literally getting it on your screen just like whites out the screen. You've just got this super blown out light source. That's that would be interesting from a horror point of view almost of you don't know exactly where it is, you just know that you saw one. <laughs> well, the thing is you could play very much with that you know, the the thing that happens with your eyes when yes, you look into a light source and you and get the after image and I as actually, you're looking. Yeah. That's cool. From and then a, you turn and then there is actually a face that Well that from is just a, well there maybe or, but from the visual effect what I was thinking there is like you're walking along the beach, you turn to the right, suddenly your screen is like almost blinding white. You can see that you can tell, oh, it's generally like in the right-hand side of the screen. or Like you have a general idea of where it is, but then, yeah, you quickly turn away and you see that like after image smear across your screen and then, yeah, you've got the dots there almost, but that will give you almost like the negative view of what you actually saw. Yeah. And generally where you saw, like that could be... I really like that. That'd mm. be a fun visual effect to really play with. Um, but the cool thing about that also is that it's a defense mechanism of this of this creature. Basically, it, when they feel threatened, they just they ref- they can basically turn their skin to reflect the sunlight. So if you right. see them normally, oh yeah. Well, actually, that because what I was thinking before was that they're these black creatures, which would make sense because they're absorbing. All the light, but it's but it's when it's when they feel threatened that yeah. they just they, they explode like, out this white light. Yeah, that's cool actually, because then you could have like you, you're sneaking up on them, and the only way you know that they saw you is that suddenly you're blind <laughs> <laughs> and you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, just that after image thing. I love that idea of you you suddenly blind, so you're like, oh shit, it saw me. You turn away and you're running. Through the bushes, um, your your vision is obscured by the after image of this creature, and the after image is of it bounding towards you, <laughs> like about to. You know it's right behind you because you, you've got these claws that are just yeah, just always like slowly always fading, slowly fading out of your vision. But that, oh that's my god, the- <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that's there, there's the key thing we got out of this whole idea. The whole thing is cool, but like I want to see that. That's a that's yep. an innovation if you could so get that working well. The the final showdown happens in in sunlight. Ooh, yeah. But you've now got sunglasses. You've got sunnies on. <laughs> yeah. <That's> still- <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you, but in the only way that he it, that. The, the you know, he, he could put them on. Yeah. He had to. You he, have to make a pun. You have to make a pun. Put the sunglasses down. It goes yeah, and then it goes to credits. As you see, all these scenes in the credits of you just beating down these. <laughs> these <laughs> it creatures. just becomes the opening credits to see is like Miami, except it's about you beating up this creature. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like your whole thing was you were trying to figure out what the best thing was to to defeat this thing turns out that it was puns and sunglasses <laughs> I love um, actually I love the idea that like throughout this whole game you've been finding these like cryptic pieces of a puzzle uh, of like a po- what you think is like a poem or a whatever and you finally piece it all together and it's just like 
an epic pun. <laughs> and that's what you have to say. And and it's not even that you find it's not even that you find the sunglasses. It's that you finally find this thing speak the pun, and the sunglasses appear in your and hand. They, 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 do, they just they, <laughs> they do drop the, from the they sky, drop like from the, the sky, like the, the like the meme. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh my god! All right. That is the perfect ending to that tubular endemic. Overland Inscription. Inscription spelt the right way this yeah, time. Yeah, not like the game. <laughs> God damn, that's a good game. I never finished it. I need to go back and play yeah, it. Yeah, I only got up to the- To the RPG spoilers, part. Spoilers, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the RPG part. Um, Which I was like, wow. Like, I love how I knew Daniel Mullins does- I something was coming, yeah, because of him. And I, I was just impressed that there's so much game there- before you even get to the rest of the game, like, but there's more game after that, and then there's more, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Like, and he's making something else at the moment, which is Good. again, like, <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, the hex was fucking fantastic. Pony Island, oh, oh. The and then Steam, inscription, the Steam so stuff in Pony Island. Oh yeah, my it was, God. It was amazing. that freaked the fuck out of me. It's like, anyway, all of a sudden I get Ben saying, what, oh, what, what did you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? All right. Anyway, so you had tubular- Endemic. Endemic. And I had overland inscription. Okay. So the first thing, amusing thing that came to mind between overland and tubular mm-hmm. was that was some sort of water slide based yeah. transport system. Yeah. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you said overland, I'm like- Fuck yeah. Like the the way that this whole this whole society works is yep. not those typical pipes. It's just water slides. It's just like, water slides. Yeah. And and if you need to go uphill, there's just more water pushing you up. <laughs> just the pressure of the water coming behind you just like sl- yep. slides you up. Um, um yes, definitely. I mean, how cool would that be? Like <laughs> I'm I'm picturing um this is like Water world, but it's actually, <laughs> but it's just one giant water theme park. It's, it's just a, it's just a, it's a massive theme park called yeah, Water World. Called water world that just has like, you could tell that the original slides, you know, they've been out of use for quite a while. They've just got all these crazy ass slides that anytime they need to get from a all right, section to okay, another. Here's the thing, because I love the mythology behind it. What if you? Uh, the first people in like a hundred years to try to find the source of the water slides. Like, where do these slides start? Because people have been traveling on them, but they just get on and they go that way, and there's and some coming off. back the other mm-hmm. way, and like they're crisscrossing the whole landscape, but no one knows where they start. Where is this water even coming from? Ooh, and every now and again, like because these are sealed tubes, you know, they just they go across. Between yeah, I mean, I think sometimes they open up to get like the half tubes, and you get a nice view as you're <laughs> yeah. sliding along. But yeah, a lot of the time it's. I mean, I'm picturing uh, you've you've seen a lot of let's game it out videos. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking the second you you come down this hill and you just see oh yeah this sea of spaghetti, you see a vista of just this spaghetti of 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 pipes, and they're all color coded, and yeah. it's like yeah, exactly. And that's when the title comes up, Water, water World. World. <laughs> Except I was Kevin thinking- Costner's Water World. <laughs> it's literally Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> what if it's Water World, but it's like W-A-R, 
war to world because there was that's how this happened. There was like the the war. There was the war to world. It's a bit clunky, but anyway, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, there was some like war that, that water wars. The there water was the water wars. wars. Yeah, the water wars. The water wars. Yeah. Um, and and what, that's what led to some sovereign nation that had had colonized a water park to yeah. then, like spread outwards. So I think one of the things is that you actually maybe have some technology that you can reverse water, like as okay. in you can have it sucking yeah. back up. So yeah. you basically everyone's always sort of going down these these water slides, and there's this really really strong water slide that like. You can tell that it only goes one way, but no one's ever been able to get to the top. Yeah, yeah. And you get this technology that you can you can basically reverse the water, and it's like this old rickety wooden water slide. I think. Right. Yeah. You you can tell it's one of the earlier ones built. And there's just something about it going into a mine, like yeah, okay, like water mines. Yeah, the water mines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I. I'm I'm picturing almost a um you know Temple of Doom sort of um big water rushing yeah instead mine of mine carts, carts it's this. water slides yes yeah, water slides yeah um well and I love that because I think you know the ones that you've been using or that everyone's using they're fairly modern you've got like nice inner tubes that you can they're, they're all fiberglass on. you know they're they're, they're they're all nice fiberglass but yeah you get you get further up and it's like oh now it's like rickety log plume kind of mm. things. The, these ones here are metal, so you know oh. that, like, <laughs> in the in the boiling hot sun- Yep, like, they're going to sear your flesh. Yep. So, you need the ice blocks. Right. So, when you get the ice blocks, then you can cool down the whole thing, and yep. the idea is that you actually need to get the um, the ice-cold water going down, and that'll, that'll cool everything down, but you've got to be very careful because- It'll still heat up enough to steam. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I kind of like this idea that you're as you, yeah you, to get further and further towards the source. Uh, you just have to keep sort of finding ways to subvert the technology, the older mm. technology or the different technologies. So yeah, it is. Oh well, we can't go further up with the metal one because it's super sunny up there and they're just like searing hot so we have to find a way to get past or it's oh you look up and you see oh that's what's causing it that huge magnifying glass that's just (laughs) (laughs) beaming down on and and it's basically the people who who started this whole thing they didn't want people get to get to the source yeah and i think what it could actually be is and i know that this is probably going a little bit too far, but like the fountain of youth sort of idea of, you know, it's the it's the youth springs or, you know, the ever springs sort of thing. And that's why That's why everything's water based. That's why that's the way the source is. And it actually there are actually elements of the fountain of youth water that is going through every water slide. It's just diluted the further you get from the source that it doesn't actually have much effect on most people. Until you get the homeopathic tribes. <laughs> <laughs> and for them, it's just like super powerful because there's nothing left. But they're always getting sick because there's always just a tiny bit of poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's super concentrated now. <laughs> the poo, well, yeah, because it's all been diluted out. So, it must have yeah. more effect. Yeah. Um, That's the way it works. One thing I was thinking is like once you get a certain level up, you come across like- this old man manning like the tuck shop, 
Like yep. you just you start you smell like hot chips. Oh my god! And like melting ice cream or whatever. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's Mister Whippy. <laughs> it's Mister Whippy. We've heard the legends. You just hear it like coming across the wind. <laughs> um, there's something about like uh, it's in typical RPG style. You know, you're finding little bits of clothing that you're wearing, but it's all just swim trunks and <laughs> yeah, all your, yeah, you're upgrading board shorts and <laughs> you're upgrading your armor, air quotes over time. But yeah, it's just different styles of like floaties, <laughs> floaties, <laughs> sunscreen, yep. hats, hats, sunscreen, yeah. uh, sunglasses, yeah, uh, zinc. Yeah, you like, got the, that's a special it's like it's like war an paint. Augment, it's like an augment. It's, it's war paint. <laughs> zinc war paint. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you get your rashy top. You know that's that's going to protect you from the sun yep. and um, plus three sun protection. Yep. <laughs> I mean, how cool would this actually be? You know, oh, you're playing I, and an I love RPG the idea and- of like you just play it super serious. Oh yeah, like the and actual game is like fucking raiders. Straight. Like there's, there's you know raiding <laughs> parties. Raiders coming in all their fucking floaties and stuff. <laughs> just the most outlandish swim trunks you can imagine. Ooh. Oh, 100%. And then yeah. there's the wetsuit gang. You've got to be very careful with them. <laughs> it's just all sleek. And they're like, like neoprene and- <laughs> or something. Like, all in black neoprene, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Slashing precipitation. Ooh, slashing precipitation. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. I've got some evocative things coming to mind. Uh, I don't know if this will go well with it, but we'll see. Mutinous rump. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about, like, precipitation that is so thick that you need to slash through it. Like, Oh, okay. I was more thinking that it was the precipitation that was slashing at you, like some sort of, you know, sharp icicle sort of based rain or something. Or, or it's just jagged fucking daggers just raining down, raining yeah. down hell. Yeah. Like, well, look, or- in a similar way to the things we've done before, it could be interesting to be- Again, sort of maybe a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, but you're and you're traveling. You're in like a convoy or or something, but uh, then a big part of it is surviving these ice fucking storms. Yeah, like these slashing ice storms. I mean, (laughs) and maybe you even bring it into other weather, like extreme weather too. But I like the idea that in this world, you know, hail is sharp. Icicles sort of raining down from the sky. Rain is like a a, a thick water sort of. You well, know, it could almost be an acid rain. Like this could be a climate change sort of deal where like pollution and climate and, and changing climate has just meant that weather is extreme. Yeah, and so I'm just imagining this ooze that you know feels so thick to move through that you got to sort of slash. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, it's that, th- yeah, well, it's that thick it. water that we tools. were talking about a little. Like, <laughs> thick water? When yeah. were we talking about that? Was that, that an episode? Th- there was an episode, and then we, then we found that. out that thick water is actually a thing, and it is meant for, like, they, they put, like, gelatin and shit in it to, right. to thicken it up. Thick water. Oh, my God. That's funny. That takes me back. Yeah. Um, uh, but the idea right. that, you know, in this world, you know, weather is completely fucked. Yeah. Well, okay, because what I like then there about that, if you picture a, th- a storm of 
thick water, it's building up on the ground so much more than in just a regular rainstorm where it only builds up if it's actually like like the, the level, the rain, yeah. the water level has reached that height. If it's thick water, it's not draining away as fast. It's building no, up as it, it comes it just, down. It builds up and builds up and, and builds so up. And so you're always having to like have like bulldozer things or like things that are like cow catchers through yeah. these the the, the buildup of this storm. Um, yeah, because I'm almost picturing a. <laughs> For some reason, I'm now picturing, you know, horse and carriage, but at the front, there's like this big, you know, sort of like yeah. metal, well, metal was- cage that is just <laughs> moving, moving the water to the side bring in and shit. Rump because I was wondering, yes, whether you have animals that are pulling, like, and they mutiny. Like, they will not go through certain Oh, see, I was, I was seeing mutant. Oh rock. no! This is mutinous, as in like mutiny. I I, I literally heard it as mutant right. rock. right, <laughs> like yeah, right. So, so I thought, yeah. So I thought, okay, too. these horses are actually you know big hulking beasts. They've just got that, big butts, and they cannot lie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's because <laughs> it, their butts are all full of that thick water. <laughs> 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 is it just me? T H I C C. Is it just me or are these horses' butts looking a bit thick? Understanding. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, uh, no, I do like that though of of the kind of a roguelike sort of deal, almost a bit of a, like an FTL. Or I think there is another game where you are like you do have a bit of a convoy sort of thing. But it is about, you know, you may be, or almost like a, almost an Oregon Trail kind of thing mm. where like you're bringing on people and they, you know, something might happen to them or whatever, but, um, you kind of get attached to you, you different, you know, you've got maybe like six to seven max, six to eight max people, you know, one's, one's driving the horse and carriage, one's like, Scooping up the, the water if you don't have a thing on the front yet or whatever, you, you know. You've, you've got a scientist who's, who's you know. Yeah, like researching and figuring out. Researching and seeing, can we actually use these icicles to. to right, yeah. It's a to weapon because like, there's weaponize and stuff. And, and, yeah. Um, and that you're traveling across dealing with this extreme weather and essentially kitting out your convoy of carriages and, yeah, you know, cobbled together things. I don't know whether you saw, but there is someone who's remade Oregon Trail recently. Like, I think there's been a few, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've seen the exact one. Um, I like the idea of this being not as hard as Oregon Trail, but it's it's more the roguelike of, you know, you you have that that convoy going out trying to trying to find a new a new life. Basically, yeah. Um, with this massive climate change that's happened, there's technology. I think you know, wherever possible, like there is actually some technology here. Like they've got satellite dishes on top of these things, yeah. so they, they're in communication with with some other groups. But you know, they're also well. The, this is the thing: the thick water means that like engines don't work anymore because like it's you can't pump the the liquids through it properly yeah, anymore they, they don't combust in the same way too thick it's too thick um <laughs> i think i think we did call that episode thick water i think this one we have to call thick water 
thicker water. <laughs> we'll just thick with the double C just to differentiate. Um, but yeah, it means then that you have to just scavenge and make work what technology you can. Certain things do work, certain things don't. Um, in this, yeah, sort of post-apocalyptic or. And, and I think, um, I was playing a little while ago Void Bastards. And okay, I think yeah. the idea of yeah. coming across like a, Different towns and that sort of stuff, and having to go for a raid and try and yeah, I like that. There's been a few games. There's one called Death Road to Canada, which had a similar vibe where you'd, you'd go into zombie filled towns to you could maybe find a person that you save, or you just get resources or whatever, and you might not make it out alive. And it's a really that risk reward, like how long do I stay here to you know, so that sort of similar thing. I think, and the actual gameplay at each point could be. Whatever it could be, FPS, it could be top down, it could be turn based, it could be you know, you could do a lot of different things there. Um, but the main kind of the framing of it then is yeah, you're moving across the country from town to town or whatever in a procedural way. I just like the idea of seeing this massive convoy of like seven, you know, thick horses at the front <laughs> and just this cobbled together, like, yeah. Convoy, you're all going forward, all... Yeah, well, I love that. And that's it. Like, you might find, oh, you found another horse or whatever, right? It was it was um, injured, but you, you've got a doctor on your team, so you're able to bring it back. And now you can either, you can pull yours and you can go further if you've just got one carriage or if you've got, you know, the parts, you can build a second Carriage, and that means you can like support more people in your convoy or whatever, like building up like that. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, um and, you do. and just how many different ideas that you can go with the weather events and, yeah. you know, set pieces that happen every now and again of, you know, you've, you've just been raided or you've got to stop, you've got to stop down here for the night because the, the ooze river is too, is too overflowing. Like, <laughs> or it's not overflowing enough. So you can't cross it because like if you go across fast enough, you can run across the thick water. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you could play around with these things a little bit more and, and coming across like a, a sort of a ruined suburban neighborhood and just being able to sort of sneak scavenge, in and scavenge and find tech and. Maybe you find a person who's been camping out or whatever and you convince them to come along. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you come across, you know, um, maybe some more mutants that, you know, that have been drinking drinking this thick water and not, not doing the purification. That- They've just got these juicy butts. <laughs> exactly. It's all thick. <laughs> Uh no, I, I Today's episode brought to you brought to you by the word thick. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by the letters T and H- C and H I C in between. <laughs> um I think we've come up with some good stuff tonight. I I think there's a couple there that that, would uh, that I would actually like, like to play. Like yeah. to play or like to try to build or yeah, like there's some cool shit. Yeah. It's fun. Well, that does bring us to the end of this episode. It does. We're I here. don't really want to finish, but <laughs> we are having fun. Look, we may we may very well have to do another one of these next week because uh, I because may not I have don't internet <laughs> on time, depending on how the NBN technician goes. Um, yeah, we'll have to try and find out which day we can actually do that. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. But hey, we now I now live like two minutes drive from you, so exactly. It's, uh, it, it was fun out. to come on down and see <laughs> your amazing new house and 
Thank you for for having me in your house yeah, with my course. portable, <laughs> portable <laughs> Thank equipment. Thank you for having the gear. Um, cool. So that's it. If you want to find us online and find the rest of our episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Everything's there. Check it all out. Okay. And if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is Mount Defiance of the album Containment Failure. Find it on com. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And we're both looking pretty thick. thick. <laughs>